Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Mullen. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. big guy nothing much man just uh just came back from brunch oh you classy fellow uh very classy what yes. makes brunch even more classy one dollar mimosas and bloody marys that is a steal it really is um it really is <laughs> not a not a sponsorship by any means but if um you are yeah not a not an ad not an ad <laughs> but we've been there before so we should shout it out um the ainsworth if you're a Nashville local or traveling here, it has one dollar mimosas and very good food. Yeah, really good food. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got the mac and cheese burger. Oh, you did? I did. Well, I tried. I could only eat so much of it because I was just a little hungover. Yeah. <laughs> My stomach was a little unsettled from the previous night, um, so I could I couldn't finish all of it. Um, dude, it's a big old freaking burger, man. I saw when we were. <clears throat> When we were there the last time, I saw some guy bring it out, and I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that played a part of me not... I mean, dude, if you finish the burger, like, you were hungry. Oh, yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, yesterday, we went to the United States women's national team. We did. Uh, they played England. In a uh, good old football match at uh, Nissan Stadium, that was super fun. Very really good goals. Yeah, really good yeah. goals. I, I don't I like um, watching our women's national team play the U.S. women. Mm-hmm. It like they are so. I mean, they're the, they're the best. You know, like they won the World Cup last year. They it was them, England, and then the other two teams in the She Believes Cup are Japan and Brazil. Yeah. I mean, and those are four top ten teams oh, yeah. in women's football, and like, like it was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was great. I think they're pretty evenly matched. I mean, yeah. they ended in a draw, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes it's not yeah. entirely res- uh, indicative of the, indicative of the responsible game. of the game. Yeah, yeah, but not that they're pretty evenly matched. I agree. Um, that was fun. How was the rodeo? So on Saturday night, I did go to the rodeo in Nashville. Um, it was. It was less. Uh, it was awesome. It was yeah. a great experience. Um, I've never ridden a bull. I've never tried to get bucked off of like a horse before. Um, Probably a good idea. But eight seconds just felt like a really short, you know, period of time. Uh-huh. Um, it, it it happened really quick, but I enjoyed it. So um, they had horses, and then they had bulls. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. And the highlight for me was uh, at one time they had a monkey. Uh, I heard about this. <laughs> they had a monkey on the back of a dog, <laughs> right, like riding it, and it, it was running around. That's pretty sick. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. Oh yeah. And uh, that was my first rodeo. So I can say it's, uh, you know, it ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> I can I can now say well played. It took me a second to figure out where you were going, <laughs> but I got you. That's that's well played. Rodeo was great. So I yeah. wanted to I wanted to dress up and I wanted to wear my jean shorts and like my cut off uh, shirt, but it was raining. Um, you're right. I would have been the only person in jean shorts. Rodeo is more of boots and hats. It is. Rodeo... It's so, not country. It's western. It is. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm happy you brought that up because there's definitely a distinction. There, there is. Lots of boots and hats. Yeah. Um, like belt, you know, the belt, belt buckles. Belt buckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went to 
Monster trucks. Uh-huh. When we go to Monster Jam, that's country. That is country. Oh, we're, yeah. I mean, I know it's a different time of the year, but we're we're talking, dude. Cutoffs, jean shorts, um, you know, boots, tank tops. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. mullets. Mullets, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, monster trucks is more relatable to NASCAR. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bull riding. Yeah, bull riding and saying it's more more western. I got definitely more of like a Colorado Montana feel yep. than a Mississippi, mm-hmm. you know, Georgia. South, feel. Yeah, southeastern. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, nice, good weekend. Super solid weekend. Yeah, good weekend. We aren't usually too active on the weekends, but and I did karaoke. Yeah, yeah, I did. I uh, born in the USA. Great song. I was not my choice, I will say, but um, you went with it. I did. I had a good time. Yeah. Well, sweet. Uh, <laughs> it's been a couple weeks since um, we've done a pod together. Yeah. Yeah. I missed you. Yeah. Miss you too, bud. Um, I have some CBD oil in my coffee. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Super. Uh, Eric. Super good. Kyle, what's up? What is CBD oil? CBD oil is a. Uh, it's an extract from the. Uh, from the hip, the hemp plant, mm-hmm. and uh, it's non psychoactive part of whatever. Oh. You know, you can make a lot of things, but the ingredients are. Um, Thank goodness our listeners know what hemp is, since we have covered it. We have covered hemp, and we've covered the uh, reason why it was outlawed. That's right. Um, so yeah, in this is a pharmaceutical grade, full spectrum CBD oil. Uh, hemp seed oil, grape seed oil, and peppermint oil gives it a little taste. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've taken, I've never had it in my coffee before, but it's very good. Um, I usually do it before I go to bed, put some under my tongue. So what does, uh, what does CBD oil do? Um, well, people feel different effects, so mm-hmm. I've read. Okay. Um, but for most, from what I understand, it, uh, just kind of like calms you down, takes stress away. Nice. But I mean... To each around. It's all relative. It's all relative. Um, yeah, but no, I really, I personally can endorse. Um, oh, personal endorsement. CBD oil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, are, it, we, it, are we it, a it pro CBD help. podcast? We are a pro CBD. Okay, there yeah. you go. First, uh, heard it here first. You heard it here first, pro CBD. <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't tried it, um, it's good stuff. There's a ton of companies. Make sure it's pharmaceutical grade because... My mom has told me that there are, as with everything, people trying to shortcut. Make sure you get the real stuff mm-hmm. um, so that you have the real facts. Protect yourself. Protect yourself. Do your research. Do you re- yeah. Take the necessary steps. Personal responsibility. There we go. Yeah. I feel like we've just been throwing out phrases. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. Well, let's get into it. Um, I want to start with... Um, this a weird uh, story I came across about this. Um, so the, there are like these. Um, I should. I guess you can call them collectors. Um, so like, like just like art collectors, there's people who collect like haunted items. Uh huh. And um, there's this haunted objects museum in Gloucester in England, mm-hmm. and apparently there's this painting um, that when people look at it. Uh, they start to like feel really weird and like get sick and it says um, possibly get dizzy, feel ill. And this one woman, um, this article was written on February 25th. Um, Lynn Cinderary. Cinderary. Let's call her Lynn. Lynn's great. Yeah, Lynn's a good name. Um, Lynn, uh, spelled L-Y-N. L-Y-N. No, no vowels. <laughs> Love it. Um, she was a former host of Ghost Tours in Gloucester, who, um, she led people through the spooky walks through the city. Um, she, um, started, uh, saw the painting and she started fainting and got real ill and, um... Next thing she knew, she had collapsed, and she was looking up at a bunch of people around her. Um, she was taken uh, by a medium 
to another part of the hotel that they were at to do a spiritual cleansing. So, um, the uh, the folks at uh, Week and Weird, uh-huh. Greg and Dana, yeah, they have a ton of haunted items in their collection. Really? Yeah. Apparently, people uh, just like bring stuff to them. Kind of that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and they just have a ton of stuff, but. This reminded me of them. Uh, uh-huh. Is what I'm trying to say. What uh? What do you think of the painting? It's 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 very freaky. It's very ominous. So the uh, I'm sure Eric will put the link. Yeah, in I'll the, link the article. But the the painting it looks like a. Would you like a ram a ram skull? Yeah, it's like a uh, a ram skull, like two um, almost like Death Eaters. If you've ever seen uh, Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Um, on the side, and there's a person in the middle, like, center underneath the ram's head. And, yeah. Um, it's in black and white. Uh, it, the article says that no one knows who, um... Painted it. Painted it. <clears throat> uh, but it was supposed to be used in a movie. In, uh, the movie Finders Keepers in 2018. But the cast, crew, and director, uh, took a massive dislike to the painting and refused to use it in the film. Yeah, weird. Um, I would, you know, it doesn't say how long she was looking at it. Uh, no, it's not. You know what I mean? Because I, I could see if you stared at it, how it could be very weird. Um, I don't know. I, I assume it could, it could start to mess with your, mess with your mind. I don't want to go off of, uh, pass too much judgment here. But the, the picture of Lynn that they have, she doesn't look like, she doesn't look super healthy. She's not, no, I, yes, <laughs> if we're being real, she does not look the most healthiest, um, but again, that's only one. I was going to say, this is, this is one, obviously it made itself into the, the collection before yeah. this, this is just yeah. one instance, um, and I'm sure since she is the host of that, uh. TV show obviously is a little more popular, um, you know, than just a random person. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. This is a, uh, I guess, a common thing, you know, with this painting. The the painting originally comes from the Revisby Abbey, but as Kyle said, the artist is unknown. So, there are many stories of like haunted abbeys and haunted. Oh yeah. Would churches and would you uh would you keep a haunted item like would you want it not a painting i wouldn't do a painting um haunted artifact haunted artifact i don't know you wouldn't do a painting i feel like the painting is like the safest one yeah but i find paintings weird I, I, unless it's like a landscape, I find paintings of like people strange, cause like they're always looking at you. I know what you mean. You know what I mean. I actually do. I appreciate artwork. I love traditional artwork. Like I love Rembrandt's. So and cultured. I'm just, I'm just dude. the oil <laughs> art podcasting. You know. Um. Know what else you need? Really, crossfit the avocado toast. Avocado toast. Yeah. Gosh, just cover all your bases. Um, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. 100%. But um, I wouldn't have a painting. I might have like uh, a statue. Small statue, not like a... Uh-huh. Not like Atlas. Or he's, holding, <laughs> <laughs> he's holding the earth on his shoulder. Um, I feel like a painting is like the safest one. Mm-hmm. Because in... I feel like the, uh, the most popular haunted artifact... Uh, would be like like Annabelle, the doll that they oh, made. Oh yeah, movie yeah. Out. Like, yeah, those, not for me. No, 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 no. Those stories creep me out. Not for me. Very painting. Cool. I, that's why I was like painting. I feel like yeah. it's like kind of a safer bet as far sure. as haunted artifacts go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it has eyes. I know the eyes. Such a weird, weird detail. Windows to the soul. I, know, as, I was as some just about say. to say that. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I, um, that's really all the article says. Uh, she was the the woman was fine. Lynn 
recovered, but she fainted and fell ill. So weird. Lynn has recovered. Um, The museum is going to, or uh, Lynn and her team are going back to uh, the museum later this year. Mm. Despite her uh, falling ill and passing out the first time she saw it. Maybe she take the painting back to the Abbey. That wouldn't hurt. You know what I mean? For, no, yeah. Because sometimes they turn it to the. Uh, yeah, there are stories of like artifacts being like dislodged from their home, and that's why they get upset. Right. If you believe that something can reside in a physical thing, mm-hmm. the entity inside is oh, like, yeah. upset. The uh, so the, the this instance of this woman passing out, Eric kind of touched on it, but she was Facebook living like her walking through this. Yeah, the museum. videos. And so there's video of her, well, not of her, but yeah, um, people were watching when she passed out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, link that in the show notes if you want to check it out for yourself. Also, if you're in England, the uh, ex- exhibition will be going back to Gloucester. Gloucester. Gloucester on October 12th. Of 2019. 2019. There you go. Get your tickets. <laughs> I don't know if you need tickets, but uh, cool. We have some uh, some news from the red planet. Breaking news. Our red neighbor, Mars. Um, so apparently, the first for the first time ever, researchers have found solid evidence of large liquid lakes on Mars that were interconnected and possibly teeming with life. So this comes from, um, well, let me, st- let me state this first. Uh, a quote says, Early Mars was a watery world, but as the planet's climate changed, this water retreated below the surface to form pools and quote-unquote groundwater. We trace this water in our studies as its scale and role is a matter of debate. And we found the first geological evidence of planet-wide groundwater systems on Mars. Um, and this comes from the University of Utrecht. Uh, planetary geologist Francisco Salesi, um, as he explains in a new study published in Journal of Geophysical Research, Planets. And so they used um, three um, different cameras from satellites and spacecraft on the actual planet, it seems like. Um, From the high-resolution stereo camera on the European Space Agency's Mars Express Express spacecraft and NASA's high-resolution imaging science experiment, HiRISE, and the context camera on board NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. All of the observational equipment was aimed at 24 deep enclosed craters in the northern hemisphere of Mars at a depth of 4,000 meters, and this is 4,000 meters um, below Martian sea level. So where they thought the Martian seas Mm -hmm. were. Old seas, no longer existing. Um, Nearly all the craters showed similar evidence that they could be attributed, or sorry, showed similar evidence that could only be attributed to water. Um, Features include channels etched into crater walls, valleys, um, dark curved deltas thought to have formed as water levels rose and fell, um, ridged terraces within craters formed by standing water, and fan-shaped deposits, deposits of sediment associated with flowing water. Uh, so yeah, kind of wild. It is. It is wild, um, especially for for so long of a time. I felt like it was believed that. I mean, we did, we just didn't have the technology. That, yeah, yeah. You know, we you'd see Mars and you'd say you know there's no water on Mars, and obviously now we're discovering that that um, is not true. 
Mm-hmm. I just looked up uh, Mars's size. It's about half the size of Earth. Of Earth, okay. Um, so where we're we're looking at is a pretty concentrated mm-hmm. area. I don't know why that's the area. They're looking you know, at right, like, yeah. you know. Um, but I imagine there's. There's some science behind it, but I think it'll be interesting. Uh, it, it said, you know, right now we're in the northern hemisphere. Um, when we start discovering different pa- patches of Mars, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like if there's a different climate in different regions of Mars, or if it's all the same because there's no atmosphere to. Mm. have that type of diversity yeah yeah i'm sure there's some distinction on where you are but yeah i feel like it's mostly uniform mm-hmm. uniform climate yeah um i mean right without having an atmosphere you're kind of right maybe it does have an atmosphere but like it's weak for sure uh-huh. i do know that yeah it's pretty much subject to space <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah yeah from what i understand yeah totally exactly um, this is also cool. I thought the team spotted signs of minerals within five of the craters that are linked to the emergence of life on Earth. Various clays, carbonates, and silicates. The finding adds weight to the idea that these basins on Mars may once have held the ingredients to host life. Um, moreover, they were the only basins deep enough to interact, sorry, intersect with the water-saturated saturated part of Mars, of Mars's crust for long enough periods of time with evidence perhaps still buried in the sediments today. Um, there you go. That, that's, that's pretty much the uh, yeah the summary. Um, and that came from a co-author um, of the study. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're just going to keep finding more stuff. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know, by now I feel like we've known of Mars long enough to where it's like, cool. It's you're, cool. You're over Mars? I'm not over Mars, but they've been searching there for like so long. Well, it's not that I'm over it, it just, um, it always adds to my amazement of how detailed they have to be mm-hmm. when they search for stuff. Oh, unbelievable. And like, the, I mean, um... We did, we, we talked about an article, I think it was a few months back, about, it was on, I think it was in the southern hemisphere of Mars, they had, or maybe it was in Antarctica, they were talking about climate change, but they had to point, like, three different satellites for, like, years oh, at a yeah. time to collect yeah, yeah, enough yeah. data to, like, be able to analyze and then come up with... That was about the uh, Antarctic rivers. Yeah, something like we that. Yeah, about. it was, like, below Antarctica. Mm-hmm. But it just adds, it always adds to my amazement. And like you said, the, the, the degree, wow, the degree of, uh, like, spec, like, like exactness, like, yeah. is just, is crazy. And, and you do, that's why you need so much data, because it, you need to make sure that it's not just, like, a one-off thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they used uh, three different, three different uh, craft and I can only imagine how much coordination that takes. Yeah. Like, they're directing it from here, but it's like on another planet. <laughs> so. Um, I, I don't know. I want to know, like, what they use to direct something that's, like, so far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what, I mean, like, beam or frequency is so powerful that it can... I'm gonna I'm gonna guess radio, radio signals like radio waves. Radio waves makes sense. I would imagine um, it would be it would be interesting to yeah to understand more how they do that. Um, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's fairly high level. You know. Oh, above our pay grade. A hundred percent. Definitely, no. definitely. So yeah. Will uh... radiation hardened hardened onboard computers? Nice. Thanks, NASA. 
through its nuclear-powered laser. Yes. So unless you have one of those laying around, <laughs> you will... I think we have one in the garage. <laughs> you will not be um, directing anything on Mars. Well, um, once we have a space force, you know, that'll solve all our issues. Yeah, yeah. They'll probably be stationed on Mars, I imagine. <laughs> Where do you think they'll be stationed? The moon or Mars? I hope the moon. Uh, would you rather be stationed on the moon or Mars? Probably the moon. Just because I'm closer to Earth. Yeah. You just hop down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Just in case something went wrong. I'd want to be <laughs> as close as yeah, possible. Yeah, exactly. I watched... Um, I think I mentioned on this last episode I did with Sandman, I mentioned uh, this new series called The Expanse on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's about Earth, Mars, and then the belt, which is like a different... It's like a, uh, like a bunch of miners and on like an asteroid belt, uh-huh. I believe. I'm only three episodes in. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Because Mars is ruled by like a military group. And Earth is like the UN. I think I think Space Force Space Force freaks me out, honestly. It's it's kind of a strange Just thing. because those those people will ultimately have so much power. Probably. Yeah. A new frontier. I mean it's like when it's like when um I hope it's not, but you know, history repeats itself, so it's kinda I bet it might be like when people uh Came to the new world. Early uh, exploration. Yeah, just on, do whatever you want. Boats. Dude, literally, free for Whatever all. you want. Yeah, I mean, who's going to stop you? There's no law. It's a self-law, it's a self-ruling thing, and, you know. God. Burn the ships. <laughs> burn the boats. Burn the boats. God. Can you imagine? No. No, I cannot imagine going to a place that people didn't think existed in the first place and then burning your only mode of transportation to get back to the place you were from. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're referencing, uh, Cortez, when they settled the new, when they landed on in uh, Mexico, I think it was Cortez, mm-hmm. he said, um, well, he said and executed the burning of his ships that brought him over because there was no going back. Right, like there's no retreat. Yeah. And just, um, yeah, I mean, the talk about a motivator. Like, we are going to conquer and live or die. Yep. Because we are not going back to where we came from. Narrows your options, I will say that. It does. Yeah. yeah less choices. Less choices. More um, direct focus, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, that's that is that might be the one positive outcome. I mean, dude, you're you're a psychopath. Oh, the complete psychopath. <laughs> complete psychopath. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It um, I was gonna say something. I can't remember. It's all good. Uh, okay, let's um, let's move on to this um. Phenomenon of things falling out of the sky. Um, okay, I have a little background. So, do you remember? A, do you remember a? Um, it was probably a couple months back. There's this story about a whale in a Utah field. Yeah, I sent that to you. I didn't read the article, but I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I need to get better at that. <laughs> of actually reading the articles. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I found it, but it wasn't real. Ugh. Yeah, it was a satirical news site called World News Daily Report. They wrote a story about a mysterious whale found in a Utah field. I'm happy I didn't read it then. Yeah, so it was fake. Um, the article states that a dairy farmer found the remains of a 12-meter humpback whale while searching for a lost cow. Um, so the fake report mentioned Farmington City Police where, that they were called to investigate. Um... But there was no whale. This it never happened. Um, interestingly enough, though, 
From the New York Times, uh, February 25th, um, marine biologists in Brazil were stunned to discover a young humpback whale on Friday that had washed ashore in a remote forested island in the Amazon River. So this is real. This is real. At a time of year when it should have already migrated thousands of miles to Antarctica. So... While tens of thousands of humpback whales are estimated to live in the Ant in the Atlantic Ocean off Brazil, Brazil, nearly all of them have migrated south by this time of year. The summer in the southern hemisphere to feed near Antarctica, but this humpback whale was found near the mouth of the Amazon River, some four thousand miles from it, from its expected feeding grounds. Just a little off the beaten path. Just a little stray. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a, it just wandered off. It just didn't know where it was going. <laughs> Um, they say, um, we imagine it was floating and the tide took it into the mangrove, said, um, President, um, his name is Renata Imin. Uh, the question is, what was a humpback whale doing in the month of February on the northern coast of Brazil? Um, they examined the carcass over the weekend during low tide looking for signs of how the whale might have died. Um, they took samples um, the whale, while about half the length of a full-grown humpback whale, uh, was too large and in too remote of an area to be entirely removed. So was, the whale's too big, they couldn't take it anywhere. Right. I mean, it's a, it is a whale. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fucking whale. <laughs> Either way you cut it, it's a whale. Um, so they're currently collecting information, identifying marks on the body, um, to determine if it was trapped in a net or hit by a boat. Um, they said this could take about 10 days. Mm. So, my point in this, a whole whale thing, that is very interesting, and it sounds like it just, something happened to it, and it didn't know where it was going anymore. Oh, right. And it probably got separated from its pack, and from what I understand, whales are very, uh, they, they travel in groups. Uh-huh. And not... Herd animals. Yeah, herd it, yeah. In a sense. Um, and so it probably got separated. Mm -hmm. But um, that's just that's just what I... From my brief knowledge of whales. But there are many stories of things falling from the sky in weird rains. So... For example, there are stories of fish falling from the sky... There are stories of, fall, of frogs falling from the sky. There are stories of uh, red rains, white rains. Um, so, for example, let's start with frogs. In 1873, Scientific American reported that Kansas City, Missouri was blanketed with frogs that dropped from the sky. Minneapolis, Minnesota was pelted with frogs and toads in July of 1901. News items stated that when the storm was at its highest, there appeared as if it descending directly from the sky a huge green mass. Then followed a peculiar pattern, unlike that of rain or hail. Um, when the storm was done, three inches deep and covering an area more than four blocks with a collection of frogs. Similarly, a city in southern Greece was surprised one morning in May of 1981 when they woke to find small green frogs falling from the sky. Weighing just a few ounces, the frogs landed in trees and plopped on the streets. Um, the Greek Meteorological Institute stated that the frogs were picked up by a strong wind. <laughs> but the frogs were from North Africa. So, must have been a strong wind. Super strong wind. Super strong. Uh, in 1995, 14 Times Online reported um, in Sheffield, England, um, there was a, uh, sorry, a woman from Sheffield, England was driving through Scotland on holiday with her family, and they were surprised by a heavy rain and hundreds of frogs pelted her car. If, uh, if you had to have your car hit what would it? What would you want it? Frog seems like a good uh, alternative. A good option to like fish. I feel mm. like fish. 
Dude, that would, like, I feel like a frog, for whatever reason, is way more... Like, if a fish came down and hit my, yeah. my car. Oh, we have some fish coming up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, let me think. Maybe, like, some jellyfish. Jellyfish would be interesting. Um, flying squirrels. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, preferably nothing would, you know, rain from the sky. But. Yeah, I mean, I, in the <laughs> ideal situation, uh, nothing would. Okay. Um, a village in India. As many as ten people reported picking up fish that weighed as much as eight pounds. That had come <laughs> crashing down on them. That could do some damage. I mean, yeah. I mean, that could, like hurt you i mean so things fall at, at 8 point or 9.8 meters per second is that terminal velocity uh-huh. okay it's like pretty fast that's they get fast hit with an eight pound like weight yeah <laughs> like you could die you absolutely <laughs> you could die. die you could totally die yeah i mean eight pounds is eight pounds <laughs> it doesn't really matter what it is it doesn't really matter what it is at that point um in 1861, folks in uh, many areas of Singapore reported a rain of fish following an earthquake. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Interesting uh, possible correlation. I was going to say, I wonder how those are uh, connected. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Bournemouth, England, several golfers were surprised in 1948 when some herring started raining down on them. So, another fish. More fish. Solid fish there. Um, in 1966, Father Leonard Bourne was dashing through a downpour across a, across a courtyard in Sydney, Australia, when a large fish fell from the sky and landed on his shoulder. The priest nearly caught it as it slid down his chest, but it squirmed away. So, it's unfortunate. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, another Australian incident in 1989. Australia, man. What a place. Harold and Deegan's front lawn was covered with about 800 sardines that rained from above during a light shower. So. Dude, that's pretty gross. Sardines. a lot. That's a lot of sardines. That is a lot of sardines. Um. Alabama. Great place. In 1956, a woman and her husband watched as a small dark cloud formed in the sky. When it was overhead, the cloud released its contents. Rain, catfish, bass, and bream. All of this, all of the fish were alive. And the dark cloud turned to white and then disappeared. Catfish would be kind of scary. Those suckers are huge. They can be. And they're gross looking. They're nasty looking fish. Nasty looking fish. This uh, this uh, next segment was my my favorite. The flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to take it? Uh, yeah. yeah. In uh, in in 1890, uh, popular science news reported that blood rained down uh, in Italy. It's uh, it was apparently bird blood, and it was thought that the birds were ripped, basically in half, <laughs> torn apart from violent winds. Um, although there were no such winds at the time. No other parts came down of the bird, just the blood. Damn. Um, and a farm town in California uh, endured a rain of flesh and blood for three minutes in 1869. Uh, apparently this uh, rainfall covered several areas. And then not too far from here in, in Lebanon, Tennessee... In mm. August of 1841, um, the American Journal of Science confirmed a shower of blood, fat, and muscle tissue fell on a tobacco farm. Blood, fat, and muscle tissue. Field workers. Well, that's a nice way to put slaves. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Probably, though. Probably. I would imagine. Unfortunately. Um, who experienced the weird shower said they heard a rattling noise and saw drops of blood um, as they fell from a, a red cloud flying over. 
God, that that'd be really fucking scary. <laughs> I want to know how that. I guess if if there's a tornado or yeah. a tornado or I know it probably not in Tennessee but a hurricane if if one of these places were close to water and just got like sucked up into into the sky. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I could understand that, but it's pretty gross. Pretty nasty. Pretty nasty. Um. There's some other just weird miscellaneous ones, um, and then there's an extremely bizarre one from Japan that <laughs> I will finish off with. Um, okay. In 1881, a thunderstorm in Worcester, England brought down tons of hermit crabs and periwinkles, which I didn't... Periwinkles are like a small... It's like a snail. Yeah, it's like a little snail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's. Uh, What's up? I was gonna say I know that it has rained frogs in Florida before. No, oh, dude, probably. I mean, these probably are just a, a few cases. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's actually a strange amount yeah. of number of cases. I've heard. Florida's a weird place too, so you know. Florida is a weird place. <laughs> um, okay. In November of 1996, a town in southern Tasmania um, was slimed. Several residents woke up on a Sunday morning after a night of violent thunderstorms to find a white, clear, jelly-like substance on their property. And it had rained either fish eggs or baby jellyfish. Ugh. Caviar. Right? <laughs> Dude, if it rained jellyfish, I quit, man. Like, I'd probably move. I don't yeah, need to be raining jellyfish. No, no I, I'm good. I'm good That's with it. That would be, like, a, a less desirable animal for it to rain for me. It'd be probably one of the weirder ones. Like, like snake. Ooh, yeah. Would probably be... Uh-huh. Snakes? Nope. Spiders? Nope. That's a pretty solid top three. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, it's a good top three <laughs> for sure. Um, doesn't give the year, but a Korean fisherman was hit by a frozen squid that fell from the sky and knocked him on his head while he was trolling off the coast of the Falkland Islands. Um, in July 2001, a red rain fell in India. Um, the analysis showed that the water was filled with fungal spores. But this article questions where did the red spores come from and how did they rain down in such a massive concentration? Right. I guess that's one of the things that is worrying to me is that a lot of these are so heavily concentrated. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, This next one, I think the possible explanation. Um, Kernels of corn rained down on several houses in Evans, Colorado. According to Gary, one of the residents, oddly, there were no cornfields in the area. Um, my position on that one might be that a plane, hmm. possibly. Yeah. I don't know if they transport corn by plane it's or planes. It's possible, though. Um, Wichita, Kansas, in 2001, experienced an unexplained rain of corn husks. News report stated that thousands of dried corn leaves fell over East Wichita. So, that's not really. I feel like that's pretty lame. Pretty just Kansas yeah, things. Just very Midwest. Um. To finish off our miscellaneous, in 1877, several one-foot-long alligators fell on J.L. Smith's farm in South Carolina. They landed unharmed and started crawling around. I don't know. Yikes. So I'd say that's a pretty solid... One foot long alligator, though. I feel like even though it's an alligator, I feel like it's kind of cute. Manageable. Very manageable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could I'd, bite you. I'd, I'd have a one foot alligator. Totally. It could bite you, but uh, it's not going to rip off your arm or anything. But, you know, definitely cute. Yeah. Okay. You want to finish off this uh, this last one? Yeah, so... Um... 
Perhaps the it says perhaps the most bizarre report uh, unfortunately cannot be confirmed. It is just an urban legend, but weird, so it had to be included. Sometime around 1990, a Japanese fishing boat boat was sunk off the sea of Okoshtik. Okosht, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, off the eastern coast of Siberia by a falling cow. The crew members of the wrecked ship uh, were fished from the water and they told authorities they had seen several cows falling from the sky and that one of them crashed straight through the deck and the hull. As the story goes, the fishermen were arrested for trying to no. um, perpetrate an insurance fraud but were released when their story was verified. It seems a Russian transport plane carrying stolen cattle was flying overhead. Um, when the movement of the herd within the plane flew it off balance, the plane's crew tried to avoid crashing, opening the aircraft, hence releasing the cattle. Oh, man. They question the validity of that story, unfortunately. I hope it's true. I, I don't swear know. to God I hope it's true. <laughs> that is that is just hysterical. That would be just the wildest insurance hoax. Oh my hoax. God, dude. One of the best. Also, <laughs> if it's not an insurance hoax and actually happened, if you're those fishermen, you're like, what is happening? <laughs> oh my God, just seeing cows fall from the sky. Dude, a, a, a cattle falling from the sky and destroying a boat. Man, that's wild. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I really hope that's true. I really hope it's true. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't really know what to say about this phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, it's. I uh, hope it doesn't happen to me. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, I would probably prefer frogs. I'd be a frog guy, yeah. But the one-foot alligator I could definitely get behind. Mm -hmm. Would prefer not to be rained on by cattle or blood. Nope, no nope. blood would be at the bottom of my list, yeah. That is... Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I found an article from the Smithsonian um, that kind of talks about some of this um, stuff as well. It said... Uh, a Greek philosopher who lived in the 2nd century BC wrote um, that it rained frogs so great that the number of these frogs, um, or I should say the number of these frogs rained down in such a number that the houses and roads were full of them. Uh-huh. I don't know. What do you do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what do you do with all the frogs? Right, like what? Like do you, do you just kill them all, or like what? I, I mean, I know you can eat frogs' legs. You can, this is true. You can't eat, you frogs eat, eggs. eat frogs' legs. They're very no, but I assume they taste like chicken. Yeah, yeah. they look like chicken wings. They do. They this do. Is true. Because they're, they're very muscly. Because you know, frogs hop and shit. <laughs> yeah, classic frogs. Classic frogs. around. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, there's a village in Honduras that celebrates the annual. Festival de la Luvia de Peces. It's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. I haven't spoken Spanish in a while. <laughs> um, to commemorate this rain of small, slivery fish that allegedly appears at least once a year. And in 2005, thousands of itty-bitty frogs reportedly rained down on a town in northwestern Siberia. The frogs, different from those usually seen in the area, survived the fall and hopped around in search of water. News report states. Um, but there have been rains reported over history that have included hay, snakes, maggots, Ugh. seeds, Ugh. nuts, shredded meat. Um, maggots, Jesus. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nightmare, dude. That is an absolute nightmare. Um, there's actually a book, a book written, um, Rain, A Natural and Cultural History, um, that outlines... It's got chills. I know, right? The maggots. Um, there was one account of a rain of golf balls in Florida. Florida. What are you going to do? Oh, I found a... I don't know if I told you this. I found a, a Twitter account that said... Uh, 
It's called Man in Florida, I believe, and it's just about all like the news stories. No way. Out of Florida, it's like a Florida man. Maybe that's what it's called. It, this was a book. It's a Twitter account. A Twitter account. Oh man. So we should look at that sometime. I just when you were, yeah. 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 It's a good time. No, totally has to be. Um. The article uh, quotes from a. Um, atmospheric scientist at the University of Georgia and says um, he always finds the frogs and fish to be weird and he says I'm not sure we totally understand that but it seems that it has to be that somewhere there's a water sprout sorry a water spout or a tornado something that must have gone over a lake sucked it up sucked up a bunch of fish and you know dropped it somewhere mm. else which I mean that's I feel like that's Kind of what I thought. I mean, it's, they yeah. have to be picked up somehow. somehow. Right. Logically. Right. They just don't elevate into the um, sky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there was yellow dust that fell on a, in western Washington in 1998, and it was traced back to the Gobi Desert. Mm-hmm. Um They say that the Sahara can spread its dust thousands of miles across the Atlantic. Um, apparently, if the dust plume interacts with some precipitation, then you've got the ingredients where the dust is washed out in rainfall. The color of the rain will probably reflect the mineral composition of the source. Mm-hmm. So, there are real-world examples, real-world explanations. There are. Um, Terrestrial. Terrestrial explanations. Explanations. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be UFOs just dumping shit on people. Not ruling it out. If I were an advanced species of alien and I had the means to fly invisibly over people or even disguise myself in a rainstorm with a UFO craft, I would probably dump shit on people. You think so? You know. <laughs> just a little, you're out for a little R&R just kind of just kind of messing with the local population. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But, who knows. Um, the famous researcher, researcher Charles Fort collected around 60,000 newspaper reports that described falls of everything from frogs and snakes to cinders and salt, even milky rain in the Pacific Northwest. So... Um, for those of you who, don't, who know Charles Fort is, he's just a famous researcher. Um, one of the first to like, collect weird reports in mass quantities. So. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're at. And here we are. Here we are, in our house, waiting for... I'm not waiting for anything. No, I'm not waiting for raid. I'm waiting for sun. So, I don't know if we, if we brought this up. Speaking yeah. of, this was good. Very topical. For sure. Um, Tennessee just had its rainiest... February it did. ever. It did. Um, so congrats on surviving. Yes. Um, but a very topical uh, conversation. Here. It was. And that's... That is very... Not the reason I did it, but correlation... On the brain. Definitely. On the brain. Um, yeah, I started to build an arc out back. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Is that is that what's going on over there? Yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's all the noise. Um yeah, I just have so much free time. <laughs> figured I might as well, might as well build an arc. Um, but I think the uh, I think the dump truck took it. It did. Yeah. Is that right? The uh, the trash man, I should say. Uh-huh. Yeah, they didn't they didn't understand what I was doing. Um, also, have you seen that uh, that blacked out A team van that sits outside all the time? Dude, have a yeah, it creeps me the. It's it weird. Me out, man. It's weird. It's yeah, really I absolutely have. I've never seen anyone drive it. No, it hasn't moved in months. No. no At hasn't. least two months. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure. No, it's parked in the same spot, and it looks like it is... So it's this black van, it has a red stripe light going around the side. Yep. And it's parked probably like four houses down from ours, and it hasn't moved... I mean, legitimately, in like 60 days. Oh, easily. Easily. It was there all last year as well. Was it really? Most of the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I remember like... I know that like basically since New Year's is when I noticed it and I was oh, like... Oh no, I noticed it before then. Did you? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Oh yeah. Creepy. 
Yeah, oh, so it's on our street, and it, this van just hasn't moved, and like we said, months. Yeah. I don't know. So. I don't know. Maybe they're tracking us. Maybe they're interdimensional, uh, interdimensional aliens. Oh, yeah. Another thing I'd like to bring up. So, um, I take it everyone probably knows who Alex Jones is. We talk, we've talked about him before. He is the host on InfoWars. Yeah. Um, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was. And Eric and I were listening to it. And Eric and I have talked about how keeping up with the news is, is basically like a full-time job. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation and it's difficult because nothing is like clear cut. Everything's skewed. And Alex Jones said that he read he reads the news four to five hours a day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I... Obviously, what what he does is a little different, but I'd say he pretty much keeps up like with everything, and like that is time that most people just like don't have. This is true. Yeah, I don't I don't know about the validity of a lot of stuff that Alex Jones says, but you cannot uh, you cannot be mad at him for lack of passion. No, no, doesn't exist. Not a problem that he has. No, no, no. That man is all in at this point. <laughs> He is all in. And I thought you got a, you got a, I thought some of the stuff he was saying was extremely far out. It, it, it was. It was. Um, some of the stuff though, uh, mainly about the U.S. government, uh-huh. actually happened. It, totally factual. You can look it up online. Yep. Admitted in declassified CIA files. Shit happened. Mostly about like, uh, overthrowing governments and like. There was some, like, um, what's the word, like, testing on, oh, yeah. medical testing on mm-hmm. um, populations in other countries, um, even in our own countries. Yeah. There's, uh, there's the, stories of that. Alabama? Alabama. It was, uh, I believe it was syphilis uh-huh. that they infected. Um, they intentionally infected people with syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was mostly African Americans. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, some of the shit's true. Other stuff, not so much. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he, he's all in. He's all in. So, it's, it, definitely go listen to that. It's like almost five hours. And, uh, but, oh, I know what my thought was. You get to see the real raw Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. It's not an InfoWars, like, um... Propaganda, like manufactured. Exactly, it's not manufactured. Yeah, yeah. He's very straight up with Joe, because they're friends. So, go check that out. Um, it's a good one. I have no, uh, I have no problem directing people to <laughs> that podcast. So, yeah, that's all we got. Closing thoughts. Um, I'm ready for warmer weather. I know. So it never got really cold here in Tennessee. It never got like... I mean, it don't get me wrong. It did. It did. It wasn't for typically as long as it was. It's just been really wet. It's been really rainy. Um, So that's been tough for me emotionally. Oh, yeah. Uh, It kind of has, though, dude. When the sun came out, I think it was on Wednesday. Oh, it's amazing. I was in a way better mood. I just wanted to do everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I'm hoping for better weather. Yeah. Cheer people up. That's what the people want. That's what the people want. We want the sun. Do you uh, have any closing thoughts? <sighs> Not of note. Um, just the use. The use. So. Good to have you back. Good to be back. Yeah. Um, back in. Better than ever. Better than ever. We'll get back on a regular schedule here. Um, yeah. Catch us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at World We Live In Podcasts. Um, you can email us at worldweliveinpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. Please email us. Um, love some interaction. That'll always be fun. Um, catch us on Twitter at worldwelivepod. Um, I am co-hosting on Parareality Radio. You can find that on Stitcher um, and Google Podcasts. And we're going to be on iTunes here soon. And uh, you can also go to pararealityradio.com. And... Um, yeah, I think that's it. All the sites. We're also... Uh, um, there's so many of them. There's so many. 
Um, outside of iTunes podcast, you can catch us on uh, Podbean, anywhere. Spotify, you can find podcasts. So check us out. Check out past episodes, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening.